Grace to you and peace from God, our Heavenly Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for this evening's message comes from the 18th chapter of John, beginning with the 12th verse. Then the detachment of troops and the captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him, and they led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and went in with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door outside, and the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. Thus far the text. The history of the high priesthood is interesting, and it's much different in the New Testament than it was in the Old Testament, because in the New Testament, Israel is an occupied nation. Jerusalem is an occupied capital. And the occupier gets to call certain of the rules. So it is that Annas, who was high priest, before Caiaphas, so, so Caiaphas was this year and Annas was the year before, right? Annas was actually high priest from 7 A.D. to 14 A.D. He was placed there by the Roman governor. He was also deposed by the Ro Roman governor. However, in a sweetheart of a deal, he worked it out to where he could be the puppet master. He worked out a deal where his sons and his son-in-law would continue in the priesthood. And so it was that from 16 A.D. to 33 A.D., Caiaphas was high priest. But everyone knew the real high priest was Annas. He pulled the strings. Oh, and before Caiaphas and after Caiaphas, four other sons of Annas were high priests, all the way up till the time of the destruction of Jerusalem. And so it was that they built an entire empire. It was not a simple servitude that they chose. Remember back in our Advent, we talked about the sheep and the shepherds. And I said of the shepherds, they had to be temple shepherds because the only sheep within five miles of Jerusalem would have been temple sheep. And those temple sheep were owned by, I don't see anybody raising their hand, the high priest. Actually, they were owned by Annas. Every one of them that was certified as defectless and that was sold for the Passover brought coins into Annas' pocket. And if we figure 30 to 33 A.D. is the time that Jesus dies, that's 23 to 26 years he has been collecting every Passover for thousands and thousands of lambs that were slaughtered for the Jewish family to celebrate Passover. It was in that way that he built the huge compound that becomes the 
palace of the high priest. Today, where the palace of the high priest once stood is a church dedicated to St. Peter himself. And it, interestingly enough, it's called St. Peter Galacanto. Anybody know Latin? You know what Galacanto means? Rooster crow. It recalls Peter's denial and Jesus' prediction that Peter would deny him three times and the cock would crow twice. And above where the residents of Pilate once, uh, of Caiaphas and Annas once stood is this church. The, ch the residents had three levels. The upper level had several courtyards as well as some enclosed rooms. One of the courtyards was large enough to have a large assembly such as the elders and the scribes who made up the Sanhedrin. And it is that crowd that we hear had gathered at Annas' and Caiaphas' house and to whom Jesus was brought. And it's in that large assembly room that they meet to have their trial. There are several courtyards leading into that inner courtyard, that presentation room. And it's in those courtyards that Peter and John warmed themselves along with guards and servants. Would have been a cold night, and so they would have all stood around, and Peter likewise does. Peter would have probably just as soon slunk back into a corner so he wasn't noticeable, especially after the first question. Weren't you with that Jesus? And by the way, if we read John, it's asked him as soon as he walks in the door. He knows eyes are on him. But he also knows he has, has to act naturally. Or he might very well be dragged into that courtyard that Jesus is in and be tried along with him. Now, the Sanhedrin normally meets in a chamber near the temple called the Room of Hewn Stone. It is where legal trials of the Sanhedrin are held. And it is in that room of the hewn stone that Jesus should have been taken for his trial. But the temple closes at dusk, at sundown to be precise. So Sanhedrin could not hold a trial in the room of hewn stone. So he chose the next best place, the palace of the high priest. And there they held their trial, mock though it might be. Many witnesses come forward, as we heard in the reading for tonight. They couldn't agree on any charge against him, even against him threatening the temple itself. So Pilate takes it on himself. And this is, this is the reason that this is a significant place in the passion of our Lord. The high priest questions the Lamb of God, the Passover Lamb to see if he is without defect. What is it? Don't you have any answers? Have you nothing to say? Wait a minute. I got a question you got to answer. Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus answers with the divine name. 
something no Jew would speak. And I would imagine, just think if you will, the power that was in that voice when he spoke to the wind and the waves. And he didn't yell and scream. He simply said, peace, be still. And I would imagine that same power was there when he said, I am the very name that God had given to Moses. And with that, the high priest began tearing at his robes. This is blasphemy. Do we need any further trial? And so they lead Jesus away. But where to put him until they can haul him off to the Romans? If you visit St. Peter Galacanto, they will take you down to this vaulted chamber in which there is an opening that you can descend. And you'll see a hole in the floor carved through the bare rock into a chamber hewn out of the rock where the high priest would keep his prisoners. It was most likely to that chamber that Jesus was taken and he was lowered into that pit for there was only one way in and out. The soldiers would wrap a rope around him, lower him in and then pull the rope up until morning was there, Jesus would have spent his last hours before being handed over to the Romans. Let's look at the night that it happened. Earlier that night, Jesus had been with his disciples in the upper room. He had celebrated the Passover meal with them, the most holy day in the Jewish calendar. The day that marked God passing over their ancestors, and likewise, by the blood of the Lamb that had been slain for them, passing over them. On that very holy night, the Sanhedrin gathers, and they issue a proclamation of death, the true Passover Lamb. The Lamb that will shed His blood not just for the Jews, but for all mankind, to decorate the doorposts and lintels of their hearts, to make them clean once more before God Almighty. That lamb will be led away and slaughtered. But the chief priest was too chicken to do it himself. Though he slaughtered hundreds and thousands of lambs on Passover day, he couldn't raise his hand against this one. So he got his lackeys, the Romans, to do it. As we consider what Jesus does for us in the high priest's palace, it's one last chance for them to see that God wants them to be part of the kingdom, that God wants to embrace them and hold them close if they will but accept his Messiah, that Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. One last chance to accept that utterance that calls to mind the prophecy of Daniel. You will see the Son of Man seated on the high beside the Holy One. And understand by the power in his voice that this Jesus is that man.
proven by his miracles, proven by the signs he's given, proven by the very words he's spoken. But Annas and Caiaphas condemn them own, their own selves. And so does the Sanhedrin. As they refuse to hear God's word, as they refuse to accept that Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Does any, anybody know what happened to a Jewish family in Egypt that refused to smear their doorpost with blood on the night that the angel of death passed through? It ought to be fairly obvious. The firstborn in that house died, just like the firstborn of all of Egypt. Those who did not accept the Lamb of God sought their own death as well. But even now there is hope. If they hear the voice, and if they accept the blood shed for them on the cross, that they might be washed clean. palace of the high priest proves that not all the money in the world could make one live forever. But accepting that Lamb of God who takes away the world does. For we fear not. We don't need a palace of a high priest. We don't need people in high places for we have the highest of the high. Our Lord Jesus Christ stands beside the Father and points in joy to us and says, There, there is my beloved brother and sister. There is your child. Washed by my blood. Smile at them, Father. And soon they will be with us. Next week we look at the lackeys, the dogs, the Romans. As we make the journey to the praetorium, the house of the governor, Pilate. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.